Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This is the Muslim Experience Podcast, and I'm your host, Farouk. Let's continue our journey through the Quran. The next surah up is Surah Al Jum'ah, and this surah was revealed when a large caravan arrived in Medina. And then they start shouting their prices for each of the items that they had from various countries. And there was a kutbah taking place and the hypocrites from amongst the people who were sat uh, stood up and left the masjid and headed to where people were doing the trading etc. And that is when this surah was revealed which covered the etiquettes of Jum'ah. Verse number 9 reads, O you who have believed, when the Adhan is called for the prayer on the day of Jum'ah, which is Friday, then proceed to the remembrance of Allah and leave trade. That is better for you, if you only knew. And then verse number 10 continues, And when the prayer has been concluded, disperse within the land and seek from the bounty of Allah. And remember Allah often that you may succeed. So of course it's reminding us that when it is the time of prayer, especially the Jum'ah, when the Qutbah begins, or just before that, stop your trade, go towards the remembrance of Allah, go and pray and stop any sort of trade that you are doing. And that way, when you conclude the prayer, you can go and disperse within the land and seek from the bounty of Allah. We also have a great reminder in verse number 2. It is he who sent among the unlettered a messenger from themselves, reciting to them his verses and purifying them, and teaching them the book and wisdom. Remember there's two things there, book and wisdom, so that's ilm and spirituality, wisdom. Although they were before in clear error. This surah also has a great reminder about death and this is something that we really don't like to talk about but it is going to happen to all of us and we have to accept it. So verse number 8 covers this. Say indeed the death from which you flee, indeed it will meet you. Then you will be returned to the knower of the unseen and the witnessed and he will inform you about what you used to do. So that is telling us that we are going to return to Allah. So no matter how much we try to flee from death, it will always catch up with us, it will always meet us, and we cannot escape it, regardless of whether we build fortresses or castles or we live in a bunker somewhere in the middle of nowhere, death will still come to you. And we will be returned to Allah, who is the knower of the unseen and the witnessed. And then he will remind us of all the things that we used to do. So we are accountable for everything that we do in this life. Okay, let's move on to the next chapter, which is Surah Al-Munafikun, which is the hypocrites. Verse number one. When the hypocrites come to you, O Muhammad they say, We testify that you are the messenger of Allah, and Allah knows that you are his messenger. And Allah testifies that the hypocrites are liars. They have taken their oaths as a cover, so they averted people from the way of Allah. 
Indeed, it was evil that they were doing. So the hypocrites are those who are always scheming, lying, backbiting, all these things that they do. They say one thing, but really they mean another, and they don't hold true to their oaths, and they're not really benefiting themselves, their religion, or people around them. And this surah ends with three very important verses. Verse number nine. O you who have believed, let not your wealth and your children divert you from the remembrance of Allah. And whoever does that, then those are the losers. So of course we have wealth. Allah blesses us with wealth and grants us children. And we are happy, alhamdulillah. We have a family, we have a growing family, but that should not stop you from remembering Allah, praying to Allah. So if you are being distracted by some of the things that you do, of course you have to do certain things to care for your children and you have to spend with what Allah provides. But it mustn't be a distraction for you that it stops you from remembering Allah. Moving on, verse number 10. And spend in the way of Allah from what we have provided you before death approaches one of you. And he says, My Lord, if only you would delay me for a brief term so I would give charity and be among the righteous. So of course, when Allah provides for you, give in charity, give sadaqah, give your zakah and help those around you, help your family, serve them with what Allah provides and do this before death because that way when your death comes you are not in regret you are not saying what this verse says where if only you would delay me for a brief term do everything you can right now while you are alive that way when you are leaving this world you're not leaving with regret and then to conclude this surah the last verse but never will Allah delay a soul when its time has come and Allah is acquainted with what you do. So all of us have our death term, our date, and only Allah knows what date that is. That's why He is the knower of the unseen. All we know is our date of birth, of course, through our birth certificate, etc. But that's all we know. Everything else, Allah knows best. And let us prepare for when we leave this world. Let us work for our hereafter. Let us strive to be good Muslims so that when we leave this world, there's no regret because when it's your time, it's your time. There's no delay. And that concludes this surah. Let's move on to the next surah. The next surah is Surah At-Takhabun and this means mutual loss and gain. Verse number one, whatever is in the heavens, and whatever is on the earth is exalting Allah. To him belongs dominion, and to him belongs all praise. And he is over all things competent. It is he who created you, and among you is the disbeliever, and among you is the believer. And Allah of what you do is seeing. Allah knows whether we are believers or disbelievers. Even if there was a huge crowd of people, he will know what's in their hearts. So if you remember the previous surah, it mentioned about the hypocrites. Now this surah 
talks about those who believe and don't believe. It's distinguishing between the two. So why is this surah called Taghabun? Let's go to verse number 9. The day he will assemble you for the day of assembly. That is the day of depreviation. And whoever believes in Allah and does righteousness, he will remove from him his misdeeds and admit him to gardens beneath which rivers flow, wherein they will abide forever. That is the great attainment. So it's mentioning about the gathering. There's a very beautiful verse about tribulations, hardships, anything that we go through. Have a listen to this, verse number 11. No disaster strikes except by permission of Allah, and whoever believes in Allah, he will guide his heart, and Allah is knowing of all things. So whatever you're going through, this is a reminder for you that it is happening by the will and permission of Allah, and he will help you through it, and turn to him often, and remember him, and Allah will help you from ways and means that you cannot imagine. Anything that may be impossible to you is never impossible to Allah. So turn to him and he will help you. And then to conclude this surah, I think it's important to mention verse number 14 and 15. And this references people who live amongst you, whether it's your wives, whether it's a family member or children, etc., O you who have believed, indeed, among your wives and your children are enemies to you, so beware of them. But if you pardon and overlook and forgive, then indeed, Allah is forgiving and merciful. Your wealth and your children are but a trial, and Allah has with him a great reward. So everyone that we have in our lives are simply trials for us, and we must be wary of those who become enemies to us, especially within our families. Nowadays, people have disputes over very petty things, and sometimes these disputes can go on for years. And it's better to be the person to learn to forgive, to pardon, and move on. But if you're not able to do that, just be wary of those around you. And Allah knows best. And that concludes this surah. Let's move on to the next surah, which is Surah At-Talaq, the divorce. And of course, by looking at the name, it deals with divorce, child maintenance, and things in that matter. And of course, it is somewhat a taboo subject. No one really wants to talk about it, but we have to know about it. It's like when you enter a building, and it's a public area, and you need to make yourself aware of like the fire exits in case there was an emergency you don't want to use them but you know that they are there so that's just something of an analogy i wanted to use and of course there are many things that occur during a marriage that could lead to divorce and it's important how you deal with those situations so Things can get heated, of course, and sometimes a person who is angry may not be thinking rationally or making a decision, you know, in haste. So these are just reminders from Allah to 
allow us to stop, pause, reflect, think about what we're doing, and if there is no chance of, let's say, reconcile, etc., uh, you know, there are so many different options that you can use uh, with regards to marriage itself, but of course, divorce is also an option. So let us proceed. Verse number one. Your wealth and your children are but a trial, and Allah has with him a great reward. So the Quran itself is explicitly advising men. I want to read verse number two. And when they have nearly fulfilled their term, either retain them according to acceptable terms or part with them according to acceptable terms and bring to witness two just men from among you and establish the testimony for the acceptance of Allah. That is instructed to whoever should believe in Allah on the last day and whoever fears Allah. He will make him a way out. There is also mention with regards to what happens after that. Verse number 3. And will provide for him from where he does not expect. And whoever relies upon Allah, then he is sufficient for him. Indeed, Allah will accomplish his purpose. Allah has already set for everything a decreed extent. So these are great reminders, especially whenever someone is going through this situation. The advice for the man is to ensure that even because of the sensitivity of the situation you still have to handle things fairly and justly and not just kick them out of the house you have to be fair and that way Allah sees in what you do and he will also provide a way out for you inshallah so it's all about placing your trust in Allah tawakkul in these moments when a person may feel vulnerable, especially the woman. She feels like, this is the end of my marriage and what happens now? Where do I go from here? And you are literally starting from scratch. And Allah is reminding us that He will open doors for you and, and certain things will work out when you least expect them. Those doors will open, those opportunities will open. And all you have to do is have trust in Allah. And the help will come. Okay, let's move on to the last surah of this episode. Surah At-Tahrim. The Prohibition. Verse number 1. O Prophet, why do you prohibit yourself from what Allah has made lawful for you, seeking the approval of your wives? And Allah is forgiving and merciful. So what is this about? So this talks about an incident that took place between the two wives of Prophet Muhammad and something was discussed with regards to a plot between them to allow something to be permissible and Allah reminds Prophet Muhammad that we mustn't change or alter the teachings and the sharia to appease people because that will make it haram for yourselves. We are also reminded about protecting our families. O you who have believed, protect yourselves and your families from a fire whose fuel is people and stones. Listen to this. Over which are appointed angels, harsh and severe. They do not disobey Allah in what He commands them, but do what they are commanded. So parents out there, we have a responsibility not just for ourselves, but for those around us, our children, making sure that they are praying, reminding them and allowing them to bring Islam into their lives, allowing the prayer to be 
a habit that they can start from a young age. As they develop into the years, they are able to perform these prayers easily and they are able to live a life that's guaranteed success because they have Islam in it. Without Islam, brothers and sisters, there is no success in this world or the hereafter. Without Islam, a home is a dark place. It is like we have been told it's a graveyard where there is no Qur'an, Tilawat, recitation of the Qur'an, no prayer taking place, no remembrance of Allah taking place. It is a dark, dark place. So let us lighten our homes with the name of Allah. Let us bring that nur into our homes by keeping that torch lit in the remembrance of Allah and praying and reminding each other about the responsibility, about the purpose of this life, the true purpose of this life, which is to worship Allah alone and not be distracted by the worldly temporary pleasures. And then this surah concludes with verses number 10 to 12. Allah presents an example of those who disbelieved the wife of Noah and the wife of Lut. They were under two of our righteous servants but betrayed them. So those prophets did not avail them from Allah at all. And it was said, enter the fire with those who enter. And Allah presents an example of those who believed, the wife of Pharaoh, when she said, My Lord, build for me near you a house in paradise and save me from Pharaoh and his deeds and save me from the wrongdoing people. So two examples there. There's the negative wife who doesn't follow Islam, doesn't follow the deen. And then you have someone who is having their full trust in Allah. And then the last verse concludes, And the example of Mary, the daughter of Imran, who guarded her chastity. So we blew into her garment through our angel, and she believed in the words of her Lord and his scriptures, and was of the devoutly obedient. And that concludes this surah, as well as the episode. I thank you for joining me today on this journey through the Quran series. Please join us next time as we continue it and I hope you're enjoying the summarized versions of the surah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.